Is Zach there? I can't hear him. Can you talk, Zach? Zach's here. Oh. Zach's here. Yeah. <laughs> you sound very um, unnormal. I don't want to be too negative this episode, Uh-oh. but <laughs> so I don't have a lot of positive things to say, so what? I thought, uh, maybe okay. it's better I if I stick watch, to a corner. I didn't hear much. I haven't been talking to you about the special event, actually. No, your no. Impression, but it sounded like talking to Kai, it sounded like you had been quite interested in what they were announcing. Um, maybe. So, <laughs> I, I thought it was a good presentation. And I thought that they did a good job of making things look interesting. Um, but the more that I think about it, the less I really like everything about the event. <laughs> um, where where, where should we it, start? Should we start at our uh, predictions or should we start with highlights? I think highlights is a good <sighs> idea because I want to hear what Zach didn't like. Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. We, we can cover what Zach didn't like. <laughs> um, okay. I just think often when we start with the predictions, we always do it in such a rigid order. So it's getting very awkward and it's more, we're not doing those type of shows as well as if we're just chatting. So I, think I just have one very important point to, okay. to put up for discussion. For I know. The you don't, that's why I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Zach's uh, downlights. Okay, what are your highlights? downlights? What's the opposite of a highlight? Downlights. Yeah. I don't know. Downlights sounds good. Um, so, so it's interesting because, again, like, and I, I know I said this last week that this event very much wasn't targeted to someone like me who is, you know, sort of interested in Apple from the tech mm-hmm. side of things and the tech angle of things and is someone who's excited by iPhones and Macs and uh, Apple Watches and those kind of things and developer stuff, but... This is very much a public event. And I also, I want to be careful here because me saying I didn't enjoy it or didn't, um, I'm not particularly interested in what was announced is in no way meant to sort of discredit from the work that was done because obviously people have <laughs> done some really good Uh-oh, work. Oh, the on amount of things. disclaimer. Uh- <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just, I just don't want to make it sound like I'm being too grumpy because like my, my take on this is, it's a personal take. It's not like a blanket. I didn't enjoy this. It's very much a this is not appealing to me. And in the same way that we uh, wouldn't necessarily cover, I don't know, Google I.O., for example. Like, yeah, we watch <laughs> it and we're we're somewhat interested, but like we're not like us saying, oh, we don't particularly care for new feature in Android P or whatever it is, um, doesn't mean that it's not a good feature. It just means that it's not something that we're interested in. So I did just want to say that I I understand people work very hard on this and people have probably done the work of their life and they're very happy and excited and all that to share this kind of stuff. But it just, my my perspective on this is coming from the point of view of someone who wasn't the target audience. So it's not like, um, it's not like I don't acknowledge that this stuff is cool. So, um, Marlon, you're right that while I was watching the event, I was um, like, I, I thought Apple did a very good Apple job of presenting <laughs> things and showing some TV show trailers and some game trailers. And I think at one point I even said while I was watching it, oh, you know, I'd play some of those games. And, you know, they did a really good job of making it look cool. But when I step back and think about it, 
I'm not someone who plays games. And <laughs> in the moment, I was like, yeah, that looks really cool. But like, just their game subscription service is almost certainly not going to be something I subscribe to. Um, their new subscription service, again, I really don't think I'm going to be subscribing to it when it you know, launches in Australia. Um, it might depend on the, the partnerships they can make between now and I think it's, is it the end of the year, September-ish that they said that was coming? For um, whatever that. So, spring for us, which would be September, yeah, September, October. Um, so, yeah, it might depend on that, but again, like not something you're super interested in. And the TV side of things is something that I'm really not... Um, not interested. I mean, there was the sort of the two parts of that. There was the original content, and then there was the um, is what? How do you describe non-original content? Like, licensed, licensed. Yeah, the licensed content. Um, there was that part of things which definitely doesn't interest me. And like again, like the TV shows that they that they spoke about, and they got some actors on stage for. They seem kind of cool. Like you know, they seemed like a good show, and they did a good job sort of talking about it and hyping it up. But again, probably not something realistically that I'm going to sit down and watch. Um, but the thing that I, that I'm really torn on. And so I, the rest, like, as you can see, the other things that I've just mentioned, I don't particularly care for them one way or another, but the thing that I'm really, really conflicted on is the Apple card. <laughs> okay. uh, I thought that's would the be the card. one thing that you're super excited about. So, Yes, I am. I think this looks really cool, and this is um, this is the type of card that I would very much like to use. Um, you know, it's sort of got that digital first focus, where you know Apple Pay is the is the topmost priority uh, in terms of how it's used, and you do get rewarded for using it uh, more as an like Apple Pay card than as a physic. If you use the physical card, um, it's got that really nice sort of data. Um, it's got that really nice presentation of data. Mm. Uh, so it's got kind of all the things that I've been uh, interested in from banks for a while. And I've been using a bank here in Australia called Up that tries to do very similar things. And You've been basically using everything Apple announced with or an app? It is a bank, yeah. Okay. Um, but but the, so the difference between this Apple card and the Up card is that the Up gives you the option to use a debit card. And mm-hmm. this Apple card is a credit card. And... <laughs> Um, so there's sort of two points, uh, two thing, two areas I'm that concern me a little bit about the Apple Card. The first is the credit card side of things; that mm-hmm. it's exclusively a credit card; it's not a debit card. Um, bit of context here: credit cards in Australia are not as essential as they are in the US. Um, credit score for day-to-day purchases is not as much of a priority or a focus mm-hmm. in the world, uh, in, in Australia, um, as it as a, my understanding of it is in the US anyway. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's, most people do have a credit card, but it's not uncommon to just use debit day-to-day. And that's very much the position I've been in, um, at least recently. I, I used to use a credit card and I got absolutely I found myself getting no benefit from it and it just being one more thing to remember to take care of every month and there was no there was no purpose to it. Um in in my case I understand there's uses for it. But anyway, so that's the first thing. I like in yeah, I a think- hypothetical world where it comes to Australia, I wouldn't necessarily want to use a credit card again, even for the nice, you know, couple of percent cashbacks and all of that. I just don't know how how worth it that is but i should note that is really cool the whole cashback mm. system where it's paid back daily and you don't have to wait a month like most banks would do uh that's that's quite nice um as other media outlets have 
mentioned, I guess. It's not the absolute best cashback rate in the business, but for the convenience of something like Apple Card, it's probably perfectly okay, um, especially mm-hmm. for day-to-day purchases if you weren't previously getting cashback. Um, but my big concern with Apple Card is just Apple's expansion to control money and something about it doesn't sit right with me. So, on the one hand, it's Apple have the means uh, to do this and they're certainly doing that and that's really cool. But on the other hand, this feels like Apple just really stretching. And I mean, this is what it is. It's not just what it feels like. This is Apple stretching out to control yet another aspect of customers' lives. And I don't know. Um, I'm usually, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm it's usually that much in about, favor. I don't think... Uh, I see what you mean, but I don't think controlling is really what it is. It's more, I guess, um, branching out. Like I think it's more a way yeah, for yeah. them to, I guess, get you more into Apple ecosystem. Um, so I think that's probably like a lot of things that you get are going to be redeemable directly on Apple's products, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. It's not so much about controlling, uh, but. Yeah, controlling is a poor choice of word, but yeah, like you said about another another sort of sticking point to the Apple ecosystem, but it also just, like Apple are a pretty influential company uh, at the moment, and that's the way that things work when you are the largest company in the world. You have a bit of power and influence over things, over your customers, over governments, um, over your competitors even, and this just feels like yet another, another it is another market that they're entering. And it almost feels like by default they have, well, they do have an advantage by default. And something about it isn't sitting well with me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have that same concern. I mean, everyone has a credit card already, right? Every every airline has a credit card. Amazon has a credit card. Like, you, you're already, you can already yeah, get... Yeah, I'm surprised almost- that Google doesn't have a credit card. Yeah, it's, it's... I think, uh, yeah. And... I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's a very, one of the, all the services things are very much about choice. It's not really that you need that, right? You don't have any, any, any login. I feel like that is, that is the area that is more concerning. If you have services that would only work with the iPhone and, and it kind of piles all around that, um, where it's like, if you want, I guess if you want to use AirPods, you you have to have an iPhone. If you want an iPhone, you have to use iCloud. I think those kind of things, if anything, seem weirder. Yeah, or for example, if Apple would not be willing to give you a physical card that you always need to rely on having your phone with you. Yeah, but this is, is, it doesn't let you do anything all the other cards won't let you do, right? It's not like Apple says, if you want to buy a new iPhone on day one, you can only use Apple Card. Mm. I think that would be like way beyond the, this is, this is, doesn't seem right. But this is just, I mean, if if you want a card, I mean, it's, it to me, it feels more like what something like um, the airport uh, base stations they were there were definitely uh, kind of higher end base stations that you bought if you didn't want to worry too much about your your um, Wi-Fi setup. It's like you you can probably if you find a bank or a credit union or whatever you want to go with, you probably 
you will be able to find someone who has better rates, who has more cashback, who, if you use their points where you can actually end up with, I don't know, 3.25% uh, money back. But if, if, if you want something that is a credit card that behaves more like an Apple product, where you have a nice app, you see what's happening, you can pay your, your card off with Apple Pay, then, then you, might choose the kind of lazy but nice nice to have option uh, of Apple Card, but it doesn't because there's nothing that this allows you to do that n nothing else does. And I mean, it kind of depends, right? It, what how is Apple going to push this? If yeah, you're unboxing your phone and it says, "Hey, do you want an Apple Card?" You say yes, and you have an Apple Card. That might be different from it being. And then every time you use an Apple Pay transaction with any other card, it's like, hey, you want to use the better one? That might be weird. But just having it as an additional option that you can apply for an Apple card and use their card, I, I don't really... I mean, I, I feel like there's no concern. Like, that that doesn't concern me at all. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's no concern at the moment. And I think maybe this is just something that I connect now because the apple card was connect, was released at the same event as many other services but for example there could potentially be a future where um if you have an apple card you will also get a discount on apple's other subscriptions like i mean you like, do three percent yeah 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 but it could be like if they create some type of bundle with apple music apple news and um apple tv um or tv plus then it could potentially be Something that would bundle into the card as well, or if you sign up for the card, you get. I mean, this. the card is already free. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that you pay for the card. It's not. No, I mean, some credit cards you pay like a hundred dollars yeah, a month. Yeah. It's not like this card is just free for anyone, right? Even if you never buy anything from Apple, you can still use that card. Yeah. No, my point is that maybe it will give you other benefits. So there might be other benefits, like um, if you have this card, you will also get a discount on those specific services. And that could like be further discounts then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I can see them potentially the thing, bringing it in that direction, but I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, yeah, we could really... end up in that position. Um, I kind of think about, I mean, you think about Apple Music and Spotify, and I, I don't know if many people would disagree that generally speaking, Spotify is probably a nicer iOS app than Apple Music is, but Apple Music has a decent market share just because it's installed by default. And it's that whole default thing, you know, it's going to have, it's going to have users just by virtue of the fact that it's going out to, uh, you know, X number of million Americans when, when it launches and then probably millions more people overseas when that expansion eventually happens. It just, something about it feels... It feels weird. Um, and I know what you mean, that, like, everyone does have a but credit card. But it's also, card. like, credit cards are not exclusive, right? It's not like... I mean, most, most people I know, they already have one, two, or three credit cards anyway. It's not, like, an exclusive product either. Yeah, I no, know people true. that have, like, one credit card they use specifically for, for a specific kind of purchases. And um, because this is not an exclusive... I mean, most people are more exclusive like there's more of an exclusivity on what type of mobile device you have most people have an iphone or a non-iphone so there's a very clear choice you either have one or the other but a card you you might just have one of the cards you, don't own you need isn't... to have a don't you need to have an apple device in order to purchase the card though i don't know maybe but in general it's but just in the same time might, that's it, the Apple card might just be one of your four credit cards yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. So I feel like because it's there is no 
it doesn't give you access to anything that you wouldn't have otherwise. And there are so many, like it, there's no exclusivity as in you can't have any other cards. You can yeah. still have one in the thing. same wallet app, like five different other cards. To me, that f- just feels like there's now one more option. That's true. That's that true. Is- and it's not like you need this. It's not like you need this card in order to purchase other things from Apple. Yeah. So I think that's good. Uh, and I think that's probably something they would keep that way. Um, but what I also like about this is that there's no other type of exclusivity in the same t- ways as uh, some other banks have. So for example, some banks might give you a better option for credit cards if you have, if you earn over a certain amount of money per year. And it doesn't seem like Apple will have that type of you thing. You mean like income? Exactly. Like yeah. You based on income. more than you get a better card. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the ex- so the factor that Apple has that's similar to that is could be something like if you own an Apple product, you can get this card. But I think in comparison to many other bank options, this is quite a low a low version of exclusivity. Mm. So I think that's good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do understand where you're coming from, though, Zach. I think it's a little bit like... I mean, you don't really... You, you don't have a situation yet when you put all of your different type of businesses into one company basically apple is a tech company and that's what they've been for a really long time um but i feel like you you also there are also many dystopian books dystopian movies based on the one company that's controlling everything or the one company that provides all the different services and people just have to go with that company it can become a bit more of a monopoly in terms of not just one single product, but in terms of everything that you need in life. But I don't think... So I think that's why people might feel a little bit worried that Apple is entering this market, because it does broaden their their spectrum a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that mean, is where the concern even, comes from, that this yeah. is the biggest company in the world. This isn't, this isn't an airline branching out into credit cards, which a lot of airlines do. And that's... Like, that sits with me a lot better. And I know that if you step back and think about it, they're probably it's probably a pretty similar scenario. But again, Apple, largest company in the but world. But then Apple is now in a situation where they're so successful that whenever they enter a new market, it, it, it feels a bit weirder, right? There's nothing really that can... Yeah, that's the thing. They can do. They can they can uh, contract and be a smaller company. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It wouldn't be... A, the, 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 that's That's... A bit of an issue for Apple. Like, we wouldn't be worried or thinking I mean, in those terms. <laughs> no, but people wouldn't be thinking in those terms if it was another airline or if it was a supermarket that entered the credit card market too, because they are not as big and not as widespread. Um, and I think that's why people are a little bit more concerned about Apple doing something like this. But at the same time, I don't know if it's something that we need to worry about considering how much focus they also put on something like the security of it and the, I feel like Apple is not a company that would use this to track your data in the same way as other companies would do so from that perspective I think if any big companies would do this it's good that Apple is doing it but it's also um, again even if Google would have a credit card and they say we mine all your data you have a choice you don't have to use a Google credit card right? yeah, yeah. and that's where your point comes in Kai, that it makes sense it's fine as long as there's no wider exclusivity in that way. Um, but I do understand where you're coming from, Zach, in that it feels a little bit unsettling. I don't have that feeling, but I know I can see the arguments for it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it might just be a weird feeling I had. Like, during the presentation, I was like, this is really cool, and this sounds like the type of card that I would want. I mean, it is the type of card I would want because I am using that 
that card from up and they're basically they're, they're pretty much the same thing really minus the cashback uh, benefits mm-hmm. um and uh, that was sort of the coolest part of the presentation as far as i was concerned but then just something about it like over the coming maybe 24 hours after watching the event just really didn't sit well with me but i almost um, feel like apple pay itself is more more in that direction than to me the apple card is you're right. Because I feel like Apple Pay Apple Pay is the gateway that Apple puts in between you and your bank. You know, and mm-hmm. Apple is now in, in charge of, of kinda doing the, the the translation from the token and the terminal to your bank. So I feel like that is somehow going more in that direction of taking control where might maybe Apple didn't necessarily have to have control. Yeah, but again, that's something you opt in for. You don't need to sure, use Apple but Pay. I feel like that is more. You don't have an option, right? You can't yeah. have a. I don't know your your local bank can't build yeah, an app true. on that's your true. phone. I mean, th- there were lawsuits about that in in Australia, for example, mm. about that. And I feel like that, if anything, is more of an argument to me because y- your bank can compete with Apple Pay. You, the bank now has to negotiate the best possible rates they can with Apple, but Apple definitely gets something out of the deal. Um, while Apple Card, to me, just seems like a, an option yeah, that you now have that you didn't have before, but there's nothing. To me, that kind of felt like a natural extension anyway, because yep. Apple already is in the middle. Yeah, so well, now you Apple actually Pay get all also. the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. You get all your, your groups and your, all your categories and your spending and seeing how much you owe and being able to, to pay it back. And it seems like Apple sends you a notification to remind you that you have some kind of amount due, so you pay it off before you have to pay interest. To me, that, that feels like quite a natural extension of what Apple Pay is already. Well, um, yeah. Like putting Apple Pay in between you and the bank, that if anything feels more intrusive. But I mean, yeah, it's but still- I guess in that perspective, if, if in that part, like if Apple, um, if Apple was to, was to terminate that relationship, that Apple Pay relationship with the bank, you aren't disadvantaged per se. I mean, you're disadvantaged in that you can't pay in the most convenient way, but you can still use your card and nothing else changes. Yeah, your relationship with your bank, nothing else changes there. I don't know if. It feels weird. Apple are a large company and them entering like markets that aren't strictly modern tech things feels weird. But like same could be said for when they um, release the Apple Watch and you know that that is a new watch and by virtue of the fact that their Apple uh, became the most uh, popular like watch model. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a fairly standard thing. It just maybe feels a bit weirder this time that it's not Apple. Sorry, that it's not technology. And I mean, then the, the health thing is also more in that direction, right? Like Apple going so much into the their health space uh, with the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. I, I, yep. Again, that, that if anything has more of a... Uh, invokes a feeling in me than, than the, the card, just because I feel like the card is... It is purely a nice to have. And therefore, I feel like there's no discomfort at me at all if apple would have yeah, a non well, something like, like a watch is something that could actually have a health implication yeah like, um, like the if if apple would have the glucose monitor in a watch right then and only apple has that and they have a patent on that that would be something I'm like oh this feels a bit weird now apple's selling a premium product uh so uh non-intrusive glucose monitoring is only for rich people that feels slightly discomforting but a card you know who cares you, if you don't want an apple card don't get it uh i don't think they're anywhere close if anything that means apple enters a new market as an 
as in, in like where they don't have a lot of market share and I don't foresee Apple getting like a 90% market share in the US for credit cards. Oh, no, no. It's not going to be that popular, but So it's if if anything to me that feels like a good thing to for Apple to having to compete in a new market and in general competition is good, right? Credit cards are a bit weird in the US so having more competitiveness there because Apple's terms are very clear right uh, they're very clear on not using your data for weird stuff um, seems to generate a new token for every transaction what I mean that's a benefit you have with that over Apple Pay with regular cards that is a token per device um, so I feel like if anything it's it's don't it's they like also a- have don't they also have this thing that they could automatically deduct the money from your card with some I don't think it's no you, you can pay card. your your debt off with Apple Pay from a different okay okay I think that's quite nice because it does make it quite convenient and honestly I think it's like you have the luxury of being in Australia where much of the tech talent is actually going into the banking industry and I think many <laughs> yeah, like many many bank apps in Australia actually has a really nice iOS app and you can really see what you're spending on you can see a breakdown of everything that you have purchased and I think that is really really nice but that's nothing that you really have um in North America and I think that's a shame and I think because of that this is actually really good for good that Apple is coming into this because it feels like Apple is actually helping people to understand their financial situation a bit better whilst I feel like that's something that many bank I don't think it, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but they don't make it as visual, and they don't tend to, they tend to not make it as clear for you to understand what you can do better or what you what you spend your money on. And I think I haven't found any good app for that. Uh, whilst Australians have the luxury of having really nice apps for that. So. I mean, and if anything, I mean, best case scenario that means U.S. banks now have to exactly. work on better apps yeah. to to compete with Apple's offer. And I think it's great that Apple is actually. This could potentially make people have a better understanding of their financial situation. So it's good that they're pushing that. And um, if Apple wins because their app and their card is the best, but it is Apple is now not restricting those type of APIs. I mean, which they can, right? Because it's you go through your bank anyway. So as long as Apple's not allowing anyone else to compete with them. If they wouldn't say, hey, Apple Pay only works... Uh, you, Apple Pay on your watch only works with Apple Card. That would, again, go, go for me, go too far. But as long as banks can now compete and also make nice apps and also make it really easy to pay your credit card off and also send you notifications when they do and not trying to get you into actually uh, paying your your um, your interest, like the horrendous interest yeah. rate that you have on a credit card, then yeah. that, if anything, that's a good thing, right? Competition that pushes... Then if, if Apple would gain market share because they're so much better and so much clearer, that to me seems like a good thing. I think another difference would be that like if uh, Apple introducing this would mean that no other bank apps are allowed on the App Store. And that's really not the situation we're in. Apple sure has a advantage over the fact that they can offer 3% back on Apple purchases. And I think that's an advantage they have. But I think banks have different advantages from other deals that they have with companies. So don't think... It's that much of a monopoly compared to, like you say, Kai, uh, Apple Pay, for example. That's something that is sort of sitting between your bank and Apple, and it's a little bit different. Um, so I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, I I would use that card if I if I would, or I would apply for one of those cards if I would live in the US. Yeah, and I but I do appreciate what you said, Zach, in that um, credit cards are not really important in other parts of the world, and I think that's something. Uh, it's nice 
to hear your perspective on that. And I think uh, I'd certainly seen that too. Credit cards is uh, definitely something that's so important in North America for you to bring up your credit card. Um, mm-hmm. So I do definitely understand why they're entering this market. But I can understand why you're not super excited about this because it's not as big of a deal. Like you don't really need a credit card. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I know that perspective is fairly unique as someone who lives in Australia. Um, or any other yeah, non-US. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I, Europe I mean, doesn't you, really You can go your that. whole life without a credit card here. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I mean, I have a credit card usually just like for an emergency situation. I don't know when I'd, I've never used it in an, like it just, it's there. It has money on it. It has this money that they've lent to me. That's how you want to look at it. Um, there is money that I could use if I absolutely needed to, but like again, it's I would prefer to not have that card and to never like I don't use it day to day. I've just never had a credit card it. in my life. That's good. I feel I like many that. countries, like in many countries, by society, almost discouraged to have a credit card. Like I would think. Like, it's not like most of your parents, it's not like my parents when I was growing up said, go ahead and get a credit card. It's good for you. Mm. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's so weird that like North America has such a focus on it because it's yeah. like, who wants a card that is a debt trap? I know. Like, that's, I know. What a, that's what a credit card is. It's a debt yep. trap. It's like, oh, I suddenly have all this money that I don't actually have. And then mm-hmm. you're stuck your whole life paying the thing off because you put your wedding on your card. Or something, you know? <laughs> it's, it doesn't make sense. But also, anyway. it's also weird, the, the, the concept of the credit score right so if you never borrowed money you can't be trusted because you always so had weird. all the money you needed uh, how, how is that making any sense it's yeah like, it's like I you to be able survived to- off of like cash for the last 20 years really good <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like you <laughs> get, get money you, you work for money you got yeah. man- money and then you pay for things with that money you must be unreliable <laughs> like what how does that make sense yeah um yeah but now it, no- it same goes when you know oh you're a uh, you're a software developer in a booming industry but yet you're a contractor so we can't give you a loan <laughs> yeah S- same principle there like, yeah but anyway. now now we actually have to apply for a credit card here in canada because in canada we also have a credit score and if we ever want to loan money for like a home loan or anything like that you need to have some sort of credit score <sighs> I should I should just make it very clear that we have credit scores in Australia, but if you pay off your credit card, even if you have to pay interest from time to time, that doesn't affect your credit score. People think it does. It doesn't. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> we should probably talk about something that isn't the Apple card because we've been going for almost half an hour. Um, so what are your thoughts on the event? Because like, <laughs> you're both way more interested in games and in TV shows and movies and all the things that they spoke about that seemed really exciting that I just don't understand. So I would love to know your thoughts because I actually haven't really spoken to many people about the event. Um, so I have no clue what the world thinks. So please tell me. Some, um, so now my- we are representing the world? I uh, I I feel like that's fair. Indeed you are. You've lived no across person. like half the world. It, it makes sense. <laughs> My favorite announcement was Apple Card. So you want to talk so about like, an hour more? Yeah, about I would that? like to talk about that some more. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you actually want to do that? Um, I mean, I, I just like the card just because I'm, I, I, we're now in Canada somewhat forced to using a or getting a credit card and using it so, to build up a credit score. It's like, hey, it would actually quite be quite nice timing before they announced it would be US only. I thought, hey, maybe that's pretty good timing for us to get one of those. Do you know why they would take so long to... Uh, uh, wh- wh- what would take them time 
to roll this out in other countries. I mean, they they work with Goldman Sachs, right? And Goldman okay. Sachs yeah. is a US bank. So oh, okay. So you think they need partnerships with other con- other banks in order to do it? So like a Goldman Sachs? Equivalent? I don't know. I, I think Goldman Sachs even had some kind of statement that they're considering international opportunities or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, I mean, it's easy, right? It's a U.S. company. You start in the U.S. with a U.S. bank. and then Yeah, see, yeah. See. No, I was just thinking, like, there's no localization really needed for no. this. So, okay. So, I, I, I would just assume it's, like, figuring out the deals for international stuff is always mm. more difficult than for the local stuff. Um, yeah, so it was, I, I was actually quite excited, and then I saw U.S. only. Uh, um, because they also offer things that are not as common, uh, at least here in Canada, like uh, free international, uh, like that you don't pay uh, international transaction fees and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. for me, it actually seemed like a pretty neat package. And especially for someone who uh, di- was not brought up on using credit cards uh, for everything, um, getting notifications when, when I have to pay my credit card might also be a good way of not forgetting to pay off your credit card. Yeah, because otherwise that credit card <laughs> score. <laughs> otherwise I'm like, hey, I build up my credit score and now yeah. I get to pay and I'm doomed for life. Mm. Um, Sounds yeah. fair. So, but seemed interesting. And that titanium card just looks really I cool. <laughs> I think the card is very appealing. I would I would really like having that card and then never using it because I use my watch for everything. Yeah, and never bring your wallet with you anywhere otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, for me, probably, or um, the highlight would, would have been um, Apple Arcade um, of the event. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I do like games and I do... Uh, do you like to play games on on different devices? And one of them, I would would I would like oh, to be I the Mac. This is Mac too. I just saw that. Yeah, that's and, cool. I mean, the Mac has always been kind of underserved by games, and it seems like uh, epi- everything on Apple Arcade kind of has to work on on all devices. So, by which I mean, I wonder uh, how they will make everyone able to convert their apps to Mac apps. <laughs> I mean, for games, it's different anyway, like a, right? Yeah. Like, most games are But it's just, I think, something like March Japan actually fits pretty well into this. Does it, though? I mean, if you write your game in Unity... I mean, it depends. Oh, yeah, right? if you have true. Kinda, depends on your game, though. If you do have some... Use you have UI kit for your menus or something. Yeah, if you have something that's more sprite kit-based, too, right? And Apple could be providing the tooling, even if it's not Marzipan per se. But they could be helping out with some kind of conversion between yeah. platforms mm. that... But you know, makes it easier on these developers. I would say for most games that I mean, I think it's usually like te- not a technical hurdle, but for most games, it's just hard, right? If you or or so, what do you think? Something the, like the Monument. platforms that need to be supported: uh, iOS and so iPhone and iPad, tvOS and macOS. Why do you think that something like Monument Valley is not available on the Mac App Store? Um, I, I mean, think I thought that that was somehow. Related. I mean, what would, it, what would they have written that in? I would have thought that could be Unity. It's probably Unity. Yeah, so that should be... I wonder why... I mean, input is Because there are right? many games that they... Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. I think input is probably the... So that's what I mean. With, I don't think it's a technical challenge, mm. but it would be quite hard to, to port a game like that to macOS and tvOS. Yeah, good point. And I think tvOS is probably most challenging, especially if... Um, if, I I don't know I don't know I I didn't spend as much time looking into things as I was hoping for, so by the time we record next week, um, I would, have will have read up. all all the uh, all the as much about the Apple Arcade requirements as as possible, uh, or as we know so far. They haven't but actually set a release date for this, have they? I think yeah, fall. Okay. Um, but it would just be interesting if 
if you can make a game that requires a gamepad on tvOS or if you have to make it work with the with the remote because i think that would severely constrain what kind of games could yeah. even yeah. be part of that because if you have like a fairly complex game it would be just difficult to make it work with the watch, uh, with the remote and Honestly, I also think it's a bit of a waste of time for developers because if you have a very complex game and you just try to somehow make it work with that remote, I'd much rather have that, uh, especially for smaller developers, right? I'd much yeah, rather have that effort going somewhere, almost anywhere else than making it work because no one who, who, who really cares enough about games to pay for a subscription would then want to play it with a remote, I, I would at least assume. Yeah, especially if it's something that you, if, especially if the, let's say it's a developer who has a game on iOS at the moment, and then they need to port it to Mac and to Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I think those are two very different things to port it for. I think Apple TV would be a sim- potentially a simpler format than what iOS is already, while as um, porting it to the Mac would actually mean that you have so many more complex controls and you it opens up a different world than what iOS provided you with from mm-hmm. the first place. So I think it's interesting that they would have all the opportunities that a Mac could bring you, but at the same time have all the constraints of a, of the t- Apple TV remote. It doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense to constrain developers in that way. Like you said, Kai, it's better to put your focus somewhere else. And I would love if that focus is on the Mac. Mm. Um, so hopefully they can ask for something it's, like it's that. It's not necessarily Mac. It's just, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there will be games that have a gamepad requirement. Yeah. So yeah. because that makes it a lot easier, right? Yeah, iOS you probably then, have to figure it out somehow, but then for yeah. TVOS and for Mac even. Yeah, I because mean, I think Mac controls, uh, keyboard controls can easily be transferred to, uh, translated to a external control controller um, yeah. controls, basically. Yeah. So that might be one way of uh, just that there will be games that you just can't play with a remote. I don't know. I don't know how how that will work but i'm sure we'll hear more about that but in general i'm I'm just a big fan of first of all more platforms to play games on uh, and it seems like apple is is kind of focusing on high quality games making them available i think that's quite exciting also um anything that kind of is a um a way for game developers to make money that is not uh selling i don't know weird uh berries in 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 games for like a billion dollars each um, is is probably a good way. So all the Apple Arcade games are obviously without any type of in-app purchase. Um, and so any type of ad, right? Without And ads. without ads, yeah. yeah. So you just play a game and you can optimize the game for fun rather than, yeah. rather than somehow that. making money from it. Yeah, that's what's... And no user tracking without that uh, is right. explicit mm. permission, which I thought was really good and should be applauded. Mm. Um, yeah. And should maybe also be ported to the rest of Which is an indication that that potentially will be a thing. I think that yeah. makes sense. Um, but I did uh, I would want to add to that too, Kai. I think I definitely agree with you. I think it is um, hopefully... Uh, like the, 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 I, I'm really excited about Arcade because I want to use it myself. But I'm also excited because I'm hoping that this will be an opportunity for developers to get a different revenue stream. Especially mm-hmm. like developers who want to make games can have this. I think it is hard today to develop games, especially when you have AAA studios. <laughs> I hate using that word now just because uh, <laughs> Google used it so much. Uh, but if you have studios that have hundreds of people on them developing apps for those platforms already um 
they will have a different ca- they will have a different different they will have money behind them because they are on different platforms but if you're an indie developer and you want to support apple's products or you're making an ios app in the first place it's hard to get a revenue stream and compete with the companies that have the 100 developers that can turn games around so quickly because a game is really complicated to make and it's something that takes a really long time so i think having something that encourages people to add more like beautiful games to these to these um platforms um and encouraging indie developers who just really want to make those type of games to be able to do that i think would be really good and would be so nice if you don't have to between every game that you don't have to get an ad just saying that you should go and buy more more berries i Mm. think it would be great to get away from in-app purchases and also get away from um abstrusive ads at the same time Mm. but it also appears like apple will actually publish those games so might actually finance some of the development and therefore also encourage a good usage of Apple platform uh, specifics. Yeah. Like everything will probably run uh, on metal stuff, mm-hmm. which then also makes it easier to be ported to all the other platforms that you're trying to support. Mm. So overall, I think that might allow more more of the types of games that I enjoy to be available. And yeah. uh, fortunately for, for all of us, I mean... Um, being able to to run them on the platforms that we use. Yeah, because the game, the type of games that I really like that are iOS specific are the more artistic games mm. and the more like in in the games. I think the ones that have really been crafted because the person enjoyed crafting them, not for the sake of making money. Mm. Um, and it would be great if those people also could make a good revenue stream. I'm hoping that this will help that. Mm. And it's also hard, right? If you if you put uh, years of effort into into your indie game and it's then Kenny Crush just makes 100 times more money every day it is it is hard not to 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 be enticed by that money and and trying those kind of mechanics i mean we've even seen that for non game apps that <laughs> uh people people really try to find ways of making money with 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 kind of their app creations yeah it would and be cool if this could somehow carry over to other I apps mean, we'll see. I, first 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 it will be interesting to see how it works right yeah, we, i yeah. don't think we have specific details on how people are actually being paid for it yeah i mean we've seen the rumors of you being paid per time mm-hmm. that you that people spend on it so if you spend 100 percent of your time on i don't know sonic racing mm-hmm. uh then sega will get 100 percent of your and yet to be announced amount of money that you give Apple Arcade. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever the cut is. Like yeah. minus Apple's cut. Yeah, I think it will be really interesting to see how this pans out. Mm. But um, yeah, to me that that is just a really interesting way of potentially uh, like two two birds one stone. Like it is increasing the the game uh, ideally high quality game portfolio on a Mac. At the same time as it allows um, both smaller but also medium and larger developers to to make good games and focusing on on the game part of the games, not on the monetization. So I'm mm. I'm I'm carefully optimistic uh, um, about arcade and looking forward yeah. to hear more details uh, between now and fall. It will be interesting to see how it scales. Um, it's I imagine that these first games are sort of backed by some kind of guarantee in apple you know you'll make at least x million dollars um you know to be a launch partner which is fair enough but i do wonder if it's sustainable long term and i really do hope that it is because Mm -hmm. this is almost like the i remember there was discussion a couple years ago about some kind of more exclusive app store i mean the app store at the moment i know they say that apps have to be really high quality but really most apps are going to get through 
um, mm-hmm. on the app store, and that's fine. But it is a little bit cluttered, and that's, I don't think that's a problem. I, I'm okay with that. But I do. Th- this is sort of that really high end curated type mm. of app store that we've spoken about before, and it's really interesting. And it's also a, a very interesting business model to enforce because it means that that you know suddenly high end app store can't go down the path that the uh, app store has today where everyone sets the price yep. for their apps individually. There can't be a race to the bottom. The idea mm-hmm. is to create better games. And I think that that's really interesting yep. and it's, um, something that I really hope succeeds and is sustainable. I mean, there's always still uh, exploitation potential, right? You could... I mean, if, if your monetization is around how much time you spend in the game, there are obviously other ways of trying to make you spend a lot of time in a game. Yes, but, but you're, also, assume- you're also partnering with Apple. And That's I imagine exactly that if right. a game was obviously you know, pushing for that kind yeah. of thing, then Apple are going to say, hey, no, we're not partnering with you. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. Yeah. And it's I okay. think <laughs> this is something that you have seen a little bit with the curated App Store Um like the App Store Today lists and those type of things. I feel like it feels like Apple wants to reward you for being, for making a nice app. And I think that's really good to see. And I think that will encourage people who are not just game developers, but it could also encourage people to just make nicer products. If they get that, if they are able to get some type of like high-end App Store, um, I don't know, like category or something like that. I think that would be really encouraging for people to make really good games and really put, uh, sorry, not games, just good, good apps in general and really put nice, de- like nice delights into their apps and really put, like put effort into making a nice looking app. I think that would be really, really cool. And I think that would make the app store, like you say, Zach, a little bit less cluttered, but still allow for those apps that are not having as much time to put into those. Like sometimes it's good if you just want to try out a concept to just release it in the app store and see what people think about it. But it's also good to have something that differentiates and some sort of platform for like those slightly more polished apps to be in. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I also thought it was interesting that Apple was very clear on all those games you can play offline and <laughs> they're actually running on your devices. <laughs> you think that's uh, something that they added quite recently after uh, Apple, uh, sorry, Google spoke about Stadia? Maybe, but in general, there was this kind of uh, tr- uh, trend towards going for streaming services mm. for games. So I think it's also interesting that Apple's like, hey, we have really good chips now in all of our <laughs> devices. Can we please use them to render graphics on a screen and not some cloud infrastructure? Yeah. Um, and I, I but think- that's the thing. I think Google, not to bring it back too far to that, but I think Google is in a different situation. They have different resources. They have yeah, yeah. Uh, th- their devices are not as powerful, so it, and they can have control over that. So it's interesting that those different companies do very different approaches. Yeah, it's interesting to see that. Um, but I mean, for now, it's definitely I think that's a better approach because, especially for us at ga- games, right? It's often that you play them in situations where you might not have network connectivity, or at least not the best which mainly is when you're not home or when you're in an airplane or train or wherever else you might be. I mean, that's that's kind of the focus that Apple has. I, I think most of those games will probably get a good amount of game time on iOS devices. Um, while Stadia, just as an example, is def- I, I would assume has will mostly be used uh, when you're at home. So just interesting, mm-hmm. the, the kind of different ways... Uh, companies are focusing uh, on with their gaming offerings, and I'm I'm quite excited about the uh, different different directions and and 
different ways of potentially making yeah. games. Yeah, and just as a spectator, I guess it's interesting just to see how those two different approaches will pan out and see how successful they are, and also see how you like how 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 much this helps developers and hmm. if developers found this to be helpful at all. Yeah, um, first time I'm excited about uh, games on the Apple platform on. Or it feels the first time like Apple has a good push into games. I mean, you always had decent games on iOS, but it felt like it was never really Yeah, it felt, like it, it it felt just... like it was because of the developers making it, not because of the platform that Apple provides. Yeah, it was like Apple Apple just had no chance of, of making it difficult for games, <laughs> so it happened. Well, yeah. I feel like this is actually an interesting push into into gaming that i mean mm. we've not ever really seen apple do before so yeah should be fun yep and just one final thing before we move on from this uh topic i think that this i mean for someone like me who isn't particularly interested in games or hasn't been until now i think this is possibly the most appealing thing in the gaming uh i guess industry that has come up in a while because if you think about high quality games um the app store doesn't have a huge number and yes there are some but they're also i mean they're generally paid up front and that's really good it's good to see that they're they've got a supportive business model and you know they're not the scammy type that you download and filled with ads and all Mm -hmm. that but for someone who doesn't game a lot that might be a little bit risky to pay 30 bucks for a game that you have no clue if you like or not um and I'm, Mm. i'm talking about someone like sort of in my position here and then the alternative to that is you know that some games on like xbox and playstation are really good and you get the recommendations from friends and that but again someone like me who yeah you wouldn't who, go and buy an xbox for that right exactly like just because yep. someone's recommends a game i'm not gonna go and do that like it's just a too high of a barrier whereas with something like this these games run on devices i already own so even mm-hmm. though i'm not particularly interested um it might be the case that i decide to sign up for a month or two and pay the x amount of dollars the unknown amount of dollars for this service (laughs) and actually quite enjoy it for a couple of months and then you know again because i'm not someone who games frequently i might not subscribe for a few months after that and then maybe something else comes out and i get a recommendation and i pay for another Mm. uh, another couple of months later down the line like it's something where there's a lower barrier to entry and it's running on devices that we already have and i think that's a really interesting thing for someone like me who might not otherwise check out high-end games it um, might also so, be of the yet to be announced apple bundle so you might just get it as part of it, it and you mm-hmm. would have paid enough for the other services anyway that it still makes sense for you to subscribe for the bundle mm. and you just Good get point. access to those games for for kind of for you for free right i would assume the mm-hmm. bundle will be priced somewhere uh in the range for for everyone it it still makes sense if if you're only using one or uh, two of those services and to, mm-hmm. like maybe you say I play games and and uh, listen to music don't really care about the TV but it's it's free if I would use the other two right so for yeah, you that yeah. or free it's like one, an extra five dollars a month and suddenly your iCloud storage is tripled and you get yeah. games and you get TV shows but you're already willing to pay for music and yeah and you might be like all right maybe i should give it a shot this game looks Mm -hmm. kind of fun and you might get like two three four hours of enjoyment for it uh and that might be already uh uh, worth it for you right exactly and that is how they get you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah seriously i would be very surprised if we don't see some kind of but like once all the prices have been finalized and it's available in more countries i'd be very surprised if we Mm. don't see 
a bundle of sorts. Yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of sense for her. Yeah. How much would you pay? Like, I mean, Zach might be the wrong person to ask, but Marlon, how much would you pay for a game service? So, uh, for Zach, uh, maybe for... what would you expect the game service to cost? If you would buy that by or subscribe to that by it, so. yeah, it's interesting to get Zach's opinion because you don't play, you don't buy many games. Okay, yeah, so I I think ten bucks a month, which is one hundred twenty dollars a year, which like that's that's like what two major titles if you were buying things for a PlayStation, roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which look, I mean, I, I think that's probably reasonable. I don't, th- I I don't know anything about the game market, but I don't think it could be more than fifteen. Um, personally, what would I pay like like I said like if I was to use this it would and it wasn't part of a bundle it would probably be more like I would check it out for a month or two at a time maybe play something and then not subscribe for the next six months until something mm-hmm. else hmm. uh, spikes my interest so I would probably be fine with paying ten dollars uh, I definitely would be fine with paying ten dollars a month because I don't use it I wouldn't use it enough to get ten dollars a month worth of value out of it mm-hmm. but I think I'd be okay with you know twenty dollars here twenty dollars there a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a bit of entertainment. All right. I don't know. What about you? What would you pay? Uh, it's a tough question because, like Apple, um, Apple Music. That's like what is that? Fourteen dollars per month for two for a family. Fourteen. No, it's for family, right? So what does it I do for the so, single? Yeah. What is the single? Is that ten? I think it'd be ten US because it's twelve okay. Australian, I believe. Yeah, 12, like, maybe twelve ninety nine Australian. I feel like they would want to keep this on the same level. Then I don't think it would be. I don't know. Like it's. <laughs> uh it's hard to say like i feel like people could spend more time listening to music but because you tend to have it on the background um but at the same time i don't know like i feel like it's it's tough i felt like it was quite obvious that it would be around the same price but at the same time it's a lot of effort going into making games but mm-hmm. i also don't know how much effort it is to, to making music and i assume <laughs> it is so i don't want to insult anyone i think it is a lot of effort to make music but i also think uh, i feel like musicians are other platforms are paying musicians aren't paying musicians very well well i think game developers would be expected to be paid better than most musicians? I don't know. I don't know. Does this logic make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah? I, I, think so. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess the the arcade library would be smaller than Apple Music, yeah. I imagine, anyway. Yeah, yeah that's I, I, true. I hope there's not going to be like millions upon millions of games. No, Because then point. that becomes the App Store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Apple, Apple said 100 plus. Okay. Yeah, so then they could keep it at around probably the same same price, like 10, $10 that would make sense, considering that there are fewer people to share it with. Okay. Some I, follow-up, uh, Apple Music is 10 US dollars a month and 12 okay. Australian dollars. Okay. I, I I would probably expect a bit more. I think I would expect yeah. somewhere around 16. Somewhere because, around 16. It's very specific. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just, I mean, if you look at the Netflix 4K, uh, yeah. that is $16. Mm-hmm. And games are really expensive. And I mean, games are really expensive to make. They usually require... Teams that are larger than one. Yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking, if they would start with that on sixteen dollars, and let's say with that logic, you would also have a similar price for something like uh, Apple TV Plus, right? So that would also be sixteen dollars, and then you have Apple Music, which is ten dollar. And how much would a subscription service be? That would probably be around sixteen as well. Like I feel like that if you would want to bundle that, it would be a pretty pricey bundle. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's something that's 
I, I feel like if you start having so many services and they're that highly priced to begin with, I'm not sure if this is something that people will be as attracted to. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. it depends, right? And that's the thing because there is so many, there are so many services mm. as well. It's not a matter of, well, this is just $16 and that's it. It's $16 compounded a few times. and mm. yeah. It kind of depends, right? What is this for? People that currently pay money for games already, at which point I, th- I would assume for a lot of people, $16 is less than they currently spend on games. Or is it to get people to pay for games that who currently do not play? Because if you're trying to get those people, 16 is probably too much. Yeah. If you're aiming on people that currently already play, uh, pay, I don't know, Oceanhorn, the first Oceanhorn this summer. But, but even if you yeah. are targeting people who already play, are those people who already play going to ditch their PlayStations and whatever for this? I very much doubt that. No, but I mean, I my mean, understanding if, is that people who game don't even have Macs to begin with. But if um, you're, if you're, usually. if you're um, offering games, I mean, there are some better known games in there too like sonic racing at the moment you would pay 60 dollars yeah, there's for also that. a zelda game right no 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 nintendo i don't think <laughs> okay ocean horn is kind of like a zelda like oh okay game. it looks very zelda like yeah it is very zelda like okay um it, I, I just I, I think if you're going for those size games like if you go for for like incredibly polished games under sixteen dollars is just not a lot of money for, for that type yeah. of service. And I, I think pe- people who p- currently play sixty dollars for for true. games, they are very happy if it, if they can get access to a hundred of them for sixteen a month. Yeah, and when it comes to people who might not be playing games at the moment, if you have something like a starter plan or a bundle plan, then I think or like like half price for the first six months for the first three months or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be enough to pull people in to try it out mm. and then you decide is it uh, is it worth it to pay 16 dollars for all those games or do you think you're not actually using it and then it might be like zach says you you might sub- subscribe for like a month if there's an exciting game and then you unsubscribe and some people will get a lot of value out of it and they might just subscribe month to month every month yeah hmm will be interesting will be yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it and also hearing a bit from developers. I am curious how much people will be able to ask about this at WWDC because considering that it's not going to come out until fall, I wonder if they are going to have any type of labs or something for this. Would be interesting. I would guess not. I would imagine that they're already working with the studio. This is just a guess, but mm. I would imagine they're already working with the studios who are going to be launch partners. Um, but but on that note, it's possible that we do get some kind of dev tooling for. Um, future additions to this this platform but i guess that just depends how apple approach it are they going to approach it as something that anyone can attempt to join and submit or are they going to specifically reach out to people or have people pitch them ideas and then they come back and say yes we want to work with you no we don't and if i had to guess i'd probably be more in the camp of the latter yeah i I would also expect it to be more like apple tv plus where where apple tells you hey we We'd be interesting to interested to to help you out yeah. with your next game, and it would make sense that we haven't a... heard much about that because, in in contrast to the to the uh, movie industry, I think it, video games industries are very secretive to begin with. <laughs> so it, yeah. it's a it's a good combination there with Apple. Um, you're not going to get many things spoiled there. So yeah. But that's also why I think most of those contracts will probably be project to project because it's unrealistic. Like you can't expect all games to to cost the same to produce, mm. right? Some games might uh, 
take uh, tens of millions to make, while others might only be like two people for for half a year. Um, so I, I I would very strongly suggest or assume that there will be uh, a case to case negotiations for mm. how much support Apple will provide, how much financing, minimum minimum prices, uh, or minimum revenue that that they will get from those kind of deals. I, I don't think it will be a, hey, everyone just submit. Because then it's also, what what are you going to do? You know, if it's a, you can submit your game to Apple Arcade and we tell you if we take it, you spend like eight years, uh, maybe not eight years, but you spend two years making a game with like t 20 people and then Apple's saying, nope. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. well. There must well. be some type of negotiation or some type of early discussion in yeah. there. I mean, I guess you could theoretically be in that situation with, with the App Store at the moment, but I mean, Apple Arcade will... The the point of it is that it is very selective. Mm. So I, I, I would be shocked if that's... Yeah. Just yeah. make a game and submit it. And it it shouldn't you. be the same as hoping to be featured. Yeah. It should be a, a different process from that because people do put a lot of time into it. Mm. And if that's their expectation, they need to be able to manage that. Like They need to be able to know if that's a valuable, a reasonable expectation or not at an early stage before knowing if they should commit. Mm. Cool. So what was your highlight? Mine? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Apple Arcade. So I think we're done recording for today. <laughs> um, no, but I do think Apple Arcade is something super exciting. And I already said pretty much everything I wanted with that. Um, another thing that I didn't think it would be too... Uh, I, I think last week I said that the fact that Apple potentially make their own content is not going to be very attractive because it's Apple. It's a because of the because of the content, basically. I think, and I felt like it would be difficult for Apple to compete just on the premise that them of them being Apple. I felt like it's very important to see what type of content I think people might subscribe mm -hmm. because of that, and I think that's pretty much how I feel. Like. Uh, There is a lot of content that Apple released or that Apple showed on stage that seems really interesting, and I think many things that they that they were talking about and that um, many famous people on the stage were talking about seem like something I would want to watch. Um, although I said that this is something that's specific for shows, I also actually, but I do I do think that I have to sort of rethink the fact that it's related to Apple. I don't know how to say this well, but like basically. The fact that this is that Apple is going into this industry, I think, made a lot of people want to go, want to work with Apple and want to go into making those shows. So, for example, Jennifer Aniston, she hasn't been on TV shows for a really long time. She's been mostly in movies. And she specifically said on stage that she's really looking forward to going into TV shows again. And I'm not sure if that's something that she would have done if she didn't get the deal with Apple. So, I think the fact that it's Apple might have helped getting certain shows. So, I have a slightly different opinion on that. But also, I used to have from it, it felt like overall there was a lot of political focus in those yes. shows. Like, I think that's why I'm specifically interested because it doesn't feel like they make a funny comedy show just for the sake of it. They are really, like, especially the one with Theon Aniston, they're really sort of focusing on a hard part of the uh, of the news anchor industry and they are really talking about difficult issues for women. So I think that's really good. But also, uh, Kumail... Nanjiani's show mm. about um, mostly immigrants to America. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that again is something that is. Uh, I mean, it's hard not to have it's that very... being politically yeah, influenced, yeah. right? Um, and I think those kind of shows. I do think entertainment has a lot of power over society. 
and mm -hmm. allowing more of those kind of shows that um, maybe other networks wouldn't have picked up because they might not want to focus that much on immigration to America right now. Uh, I think that's also uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't mean no one else would have picked it up, but Apple seems to have selected a lot of those type of shows. Hmm. Yeah, it feels like they're not launch, only go is... with this initial launch. It doesn't feel like they go into it because, and it's not only because they want to want to compete with someone like Netflix, but it is because they see that they have a specific they they, they have specific things that they want to share with the world, and they have specific things that they want to promote or that they want to exist basically and i think it's good that a big company like apple has the budget to potentially take a bit more risks and talk like decide specifically what they want they're not going to just make any show that anyone proposes to them and i think that's a very mature way of dealing with this considering that they don't have the same budget as someone like netflix and i think that's going to make more people want to go into this than i expected first like more people want to subscribe to this because the show seemed to be very re relevant and very good mm. and i also really like uh i'm not gonna watch this but i think the sesame street uh show seemed pretty cool like it's very cool that they are focusing on a kid's show or a learning experience where they're promoting um programming i thought that was pretty cool mm. um and yeah i think they are touching on very important parts here so uh i think they are doing a good job considering where they are starting uh, considering that they're completely new to this this is all very exciting shows mm. yeah yeah i from uh, almost all of them i was like oh i would i would like to see yeah those and i think that's probably the best apple could have hoped for that people watch that and be like oh that seems interesting yeah, yeah. i mean for all mankind alone uh that's the <laughs> kind of space show uh what would have happened if the space race just continued mm -hmm. i mean that is that is a premise that is definitely mm -hmm. super exciting for that's me it's one by steven spielberg right uh i don't think so oh feels like something steven spielberg <laughs> yeah okay Uh, what I thought was interesting with this was that Apple, when they announced this, they just put up like on the screen just Apple TV Plus. Mm -hmm. Everyone was applauding, and no one like we didn't know what this was. And I found it interesting to see that reaction from the audience because I wonder if most of the actual, uh, if most of the actors and most of <laughs> the people who were in the industry already knew what that meant. Because for me, I was like, why are people applauding? I can assume, like, I sort of think. I know what this is, but they were very excited about this and no one ever really told us what this is. And I thought it was interesting to see. It felt like they were spilling the beans a bit there in order to get some people. It was a nice jingle. Maybe people were <laughs> just really excited. Um, employees. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that's a trick that they use often to get the crowd going. Um, yeah. If you hear if you hear a lot of clapping and cheering, particularly at the September event, I think that that tends to be employees. So it's quite possible that it's the mm. same thing here. But also, it could just be the audience of actors and actresses who knew about um, mm. who knew about. And I mean, it this, is it is quite service. difficult, right? For if you work in entertainment and you give a lot of interviews and you cannot tell anyone about your next project, yeah, it is quite different in that industry. And now, just it being finally public means you can say, "I make this new thing for Apple TV Plus." I think that alone would would get you quite excited, right? If you would have exclusive access to Apple's new glasses or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, you've been developing uh, photos for for months or or longer. And Apple then announces them. You would be excited that it's yeah, finally yeah. public, so you can talk about it. Yeah, I definitely. Think from that alone, yeah. I see why you would be excited. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was just interesting to see that it was a different crowd and people were excited in very different ways. Also, they were filming the crowd a lot more uh, now because everyone <laughs> was famous in the crowd. So, and did you see how like basically everyone who was probably um, journalists um, had to sit in the up- upper section? Like it looked like that because they were the only ones having laptops open, whereas no one in the lower section had laptops. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely an interesting event. Yeah, overall, I think uh, it was. I mean, we I, we thought it would be boring. I I, I never I, really I, thought it would be boring. I think it was. I was looking forward to seeing what they would do with this. Event. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I I I came away with it. Uh, I thought that was really interesting, just because everything was so different about it. Just the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the stream that started way early, and you would see like something popping up every every hour or so. Oh yeah, did you watch that hour. as well, Zach? Uh, bits and pieces, mostly just what I saw online. So I'm no. not sure if everyone knows about yeah. it. Maybe people know, but basically, bef- was it 12 hours before? So basically, what Apple did was to put up a stream which looked like a accidental like camera being turned on, um, of showing the showing the main hall or the Apple. Um, the Steve Jobs Theater, um, and it showed a stage, and it looked like there was just like glitches of the presentation turning on and off now and then. Uh, so that was sort of giving people a sneak peek into what the event would be, and it also sort of revealed some of the shows. I think Snoopy wasn't mentioned in the event, but that was something that you saw in this sneak peek early on. And I thought that was quite funny. Like it felt like Apple was really sort of embracing the differences or the the fact that this would be a different event, and they really sort of like played on this being like a very f- movie focused event and uh, um, like a video based event and it was nice that they started like having those fake leaks and I thought it was quite quite amusing to watch and quite exciting also like we had it on in the background I think we just all of a sudden heard uh, Snoopy starting to play and then we were just run to a computer and see something being announced and I thought it was quite quite a great way from Apple to put up the hype and I think many people tried to read into what that meant Um so I think it was a really good idea. But it's also, it was just unexpected. And mm. so far, Apple has... Um, Apple events are quite... I mean, at least their format is very... We're now very used to it. We know what we would expect, right? It's like yeah, yeah. Apple event, probably Tuesday uh, starting in the morning. You s- but it uh, stream wasn't that Monday. Comes. What a <laughs> crazy surprise. <laughs> yeah, but you usually have that, right? The st- stream comes uh, available f- five minutes before. You see audience shots, uh, and then Tim Cook walks on stage. But this time, there were a lot of things that we just not expected. So it was just overall a consistent stream of, of unexpected things happening. And I quite enjoyed yeah. that because yeah. we've had so many years of the same formula and this time it was quite different. Yeah. Who would have thought an entertainment event being entertaining? Entertaining. I know, I know. It's a good start, good sign that they know what they're doing. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed that. Like, overall, I was quite impressed by this event. I thought, I didn't think it would be boring. I was just wondering how they would kind of feel so, like, filled two hours i thought it would just be movie trailer after movie trailer and i wouldn't want to get spoiled on those movie trailers i wouldn't want to watch it but overall like they were able to like the trails they put up weren't really spoiling anything and they left apple tv as an like apple tv plus to the very end and almost so late so i thought that the only apple tv related thing would be the apple sh- uh, the tv channels um and i think that just shows that they had a lot more to announce than i think anyone 
expected. I think the whole Apple Pay, the whole fact that they were focusing so uh, the the Apple Arcade part. I think no one really like. I think you mentioned it briefly, Kai, when we were drafting up this um, mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago. But I think overall, no one really thought this like it's going to be a big gaming focus. So it was very interesting to see that there were so many things that were going on that I didn't expect. So felt like Apple really put put up a show. Like there were so many things happening, and I thought that they would have to scramble in order to think like to know what to put up on stage. But mm. yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, it was good. My biggest complaint is the naming for all the Apple TV things now. We have uh-huh. Apple yeah. TV Plus being the service. We have Apple TV app, which is the app yeah. that is on your TV or on Wait, other TVs. Apple TV is the service? No, Apple TV Plus is the service. Exactly. Yeah. Apple TV Plus is the service, the premium service. Yeah. Apple TV app is the new Apple TV app that is available on your Apple TV mm-hmm. or on other um, oh, yeah, I forget on about other that. platforms and, and on your TVs phones now. and on your iPad and on mm. Samsung TVs and others later. Then you have the Apple TV 4K, which is the 4K Apple TV hardware box. Then you have the Apple TV HD, which is the non-4K Apple TV hardware box. Then they also have Apple TV channels. Uh, yeah, and that's the... But is Apple TV channels part of uh, Apple TV Plus? Do you have to pay per, for Apple TV channels? Yeah, no, you pay that's, per channel. Then you pay, but then you pay for the... Ca- for the cable provider you don't actually pay that to apple directly no you can either add your your apple tv or your cable tv provider to it and then you get access to everything you already pay for or you can buy all the channels kind of i don't know you want to subscribe to hbo you can subscribe to hbo by itself for 11 dollars or something yeah this is easy right yeah we were not confused for a second (laughs) yeah So that that is interesting. They're a bit of a shuffle um, to now everything being Apple TV. Um, yeah, I think people will be very confused about that. <laughs> Let's see. Probably. At least it's not having any um, Roman numerals in it. Mm, not yet. Mm. Um, so, um, I feel like we've been talking about what we were excited about. Mm-hmm. Um do you guys have anything else you want to talk about the related, or do you want to start looking at who won this prediction round? We can start looking into that. Yeah. Yep. Sure. So, if people haven't listened to episode thirty-eight, no, thirty-nine, we made a list of our predictions uh, of what we thought would happen in this event, um, as we usually do uh, in the show for Apple events, and. I'm very much looking forward to going through who's the winner of this draft. Or, sorry, not the draft. Uh, the prediction round. So, um, do we want to go through the list from top to bottom? Uh, let's start with our 10-point ten, ten round. Um, because we all we all got that. Really? So we all got that? We all got our 10 points. Um, so, I said Apple TV service. We have that, Apple TV+. Plus. Zach said Xcode 10.2 and Swift 5 released. We did have that uh, following the event. Um, I, I think everything was released the same day apart from the WatchOS update that came uh, later in the week. Yep, uh, that's my recollection. Yep. Uh, luckily, you didn't uh, limit anything on that everything will be released together on the same day. So you got yeah, the 10 points yeah, there. Risky. There was, there was yeah, it was some good that you unexpected, opened up that rule there. Yeah. Um and Marlon got original content trailer playing on stage. Mm. So that was easy. Which trailer was this? Was this the one with uh, people who were not able to see the world? Uh, it was all of them, wasn't it? Yeah, there were quite a lot of trailers. I mean... Just that general hmm. trailer thing. I mean, do you want to debate whether no, you deserve No, let's not debate this. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, cool. Uh, I, I just thought there would be more of a debate, but no, no, I'm happy with this. I think that one counts. So uh, for eight points. Uh, so eight point round is actually a bit more interesting. So let's start from the back this time. Marlin mentioned, um, or Marlin predicted mentions of news in other languages. I went back uh, and, and listened to it because I wasn't sure after watching the event for the first time. There was an explicit mention that uh, uh, Apple News is available in French f for the French parts of Canada, or I guess for all parts of Canada, but it is available in French. So eight points there. Mm. Uh, new AirPods date. Not only did we get a date, but we also got them since our last recording. I know, so, it's so exciting. We we got the eight points there. We also should talk about the AirPods uh, later. Yes. I, I have some early observations for them. Um, and for me, uh, that one is interesting. So my prediction was is AirPower it date. Do we really want to discuss this? So um, the reason why Marlin is uh, not interested in this discussion is because we're we're very close for for first place, and this mm -hmm. might be the deciding question. So the question here is. Um, air power was cancelled which we should also talk a bit more about because this is interesting yep but, but for the discussion of the score sheet air power was cancelled between our last recording and our recording today the question mm -hmm. is does that count as a date because the date was set to no. never no no why it does not count as a date because we didn't get a date simple <laughs> it's not shipping One eternity later. So, the the round for eight points. Air power date. We didn't get a date, so zero points for me. <laughs> new airports date. Eight points for Zach. And mention of news in other languages. Eight points for Marlin. Woohoo! Sorry. <laughs> uh, round number six Wait, is really... While we're, well, while we're on Apple News in Canada, what's this in the show notes about Apple News Plus in Canada brackets <sighs> AU uh. sticks? <laughs> um, yeah this is annoying yeah so you remember <laughs> that apple news existed in australia before canada but now apple news plus uh was released in canada and not in australia mm -hmm. so we're our devices or our apple accounts in a funny state now where we had apple news briefly then we moved to canada moved everything all our accounts to to canada Uh, then the Apple News app magically disappeared when we changed our region to Canada. Um, now, after uh, iOS 12.2 was released, um, Apple News uh, appeared again and told us everything about Australian news. Turns out it is not possible. Something, something in our Apple ID is linked strongly to Australia. So we don't have the option to subscribe to Apple News+. Plus. And uh, we we're not able to see Canadian news. So for some reason, something is tied to and that. And we also see Australian news all the time. Yeah, yeah that must be horrible because Australian news sucks. <laughs> <laughs> They really kind of do. Um, but also, the, there's no way of, of leaving that. So changing region doesn't do anything. That's all ca Canada. Apple ID, nope, still set to Canada. I, I Obviously, the news app has location access. But Apple News doesn't care. Um, so there's no way. And I found some people online on Stack Overflow and Apple support forums. There's no way of telling your phone that it should actually show news for a different country. Apart from doing a full uh, restore. So now we are both not able, able to subscribe to Apple News Plus. And not able to see news for the country we're living in. But instead a country we once lived in. So uh yeah that's 
Um, I don't know. I guess I could call Apple and say, hey, I urgently want to subscribe to Apple News Plus, but it doesn't show up. And go through like a hundred steps of them then finally telling me that I should just restore my phone. Maybe I do that for fun at some point, but yeah. That sounds sounds like lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. I was just joining. Um, oh. Yeah, so uh, apparently that is quite an issue. And Apple in general doesn't seem to really be setting up their services for people that move countries. So... Uh, Yeah, stay where you are, everyone. Who would leave the Bay Area? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no reason to leave. You're there for life. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. that's unfortunate. But, mm. I mean, consolation prize, news. Yeah. In for other languages, you get points. I so. know. Yeah. Mm. There are news, but not for you. <laughs> mm. Yep. You can't even do but that, you right? Points. You can't change okay. your news to French, Marlene. What? Sorry? We can change it. We can't even get to French Canadian. I know. I know. I can't get it. Uh, still getting points. Though. Yep. So our round six was a bit of a, a disappointment. No one got, new, uh, got any points for that. I thought uh, Apple would talk about the podcast importance on stage. Uh, they didn't. They mentioned podcasts, but not that they're important. Yeah. What did they say again? Uh, just that Apple News, uh, Apple Podcast is uh, uh, a service they offer. <laughs> yeah. So should have should Apple have been less restrictive. Is a product in our lineup <laughs> that we value dearly. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really say that. Oh, because um, that would have been important. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah, none of that. So no points there. Uh, Zach said a comment about Apple Music being liked by musicians. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, I don't remember any Apple comment. Music no, no. I mean, again, similar to podcast. It's like, yeah, we do have Apple Music. It's a service we offer. Yeah. Um, and then Marlon, did the musician, the the woman who went up singing and playing piano, did she mention anything about her c current availability on the Apple platform? Like, did she say I'm in Apple Music and I'm really enjoying it, therefore I'm making a TV show? No. 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 Okay. So no points there, and Malin uh, predicted the bundle plan mm. for Muse. Yeah, that would be. They can't really do it if they don't know the prices. So bundle plan for music, TV, and news. Um, I mean, st I still think it will happen, but uh, not at that event. So no points there. So mm. point the six point round was a bit of a less successful round. Yeah, But our rules need to change to it needs to happen between now and the end of next year. <laughs> Then you'll get points. Um, but our number four round was uh, more successful, at least for me, because oh, yeah. I got I my eight point four <laughs> wildcard for, for new Apple Watch bands. Hmm. So I got eight points there. Um, they weren't Apple, announced on stage, but they were announced no, within the week. So exactly. perfect. Same day as I think AirPower. Uh, AirPower. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, AirPods too, mm. or I guess the new AirPods yeah. with wireless charging case. Um, uh, Zach picked musical performance after stuff. <sighs> and so unlucky. The stuff you write here, after stuff, that means... After all the stuff. I, I did go okay. back and listen to the audio and yeah, I did too. specify at the end of okay. the presentation. It's yeah. so mm. harsh because it was so <laughs> close to the end as well. I know, it but was... then Oprah spoiled those beans for you. Mm. Oprah. I know. Why? <laughs> Isn't uh, Oprah supposed to give good things? Yeah, well... 
Apparently not musical performances. <laughs> At least <laughs> they're more important. They go before. And no points. At least for you. Um, wow. <laughs> and Marlin's wildcard, uh, Apple streaming for independent creators. Uh, it was yeah. still a nice idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they might be independent in their personal lives, but uh, they're not necessarily uh, studio-less or, no. or, or whatever. What do you call that? It's not what I was referring to. What is the opposite of an de- independent creator? A dependent creator? I don't know. A successful Someone creator? Someone on contract or... <laughs> contract? Yeah, contract, contract, maybe. Anyway, yeah. let's, let's make it less maybe awkward. Maybe agented. No, no, no points for Monin for streaming of independent creators. No mention of any any i mean we talked about potentially the youtube like streaming platform or uploading mm. stuff none it felt none a little bit like that, they were going towards that because they were talking about how how creative people make the world a better place and that's really made it see but then they put all those high profile people up uh, and then yeah it didn't happen yeah hmm. All right, and our last and final round. Um, this hurt me the most. <laughs> I can deal with not getting some of the other things, but not getting this one. I mean, I where was the fun in this presentation? Yeah, so I I had iPad update, and again, n- n- didn't happen during the event, but it happened during our... I didn't believe this would happen. So uh, gonna... Three days of Christmas um, mm. week. So new, new iPads and two points for me. Um, yeah, good. Dan Zach, unfortunately, no Eddie Q on stage at all. And no dad jokes by Eddie Q. It would I be know. weird if he wasn't on stage. I mean, first, so. we don't really know. <laughs> Maybe he did make dad jokes while sitting in the first row and watching the presentation. But at least nothing that we can confirm. And therefore, no points for Zach. Can't and point to it on a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and too early, too early. For Marlin, <laughs> uh, Marlin's last wild card, uh, I think, saved her or or guaranteed her the victory, because in fact J.J. Abrams mm. was on stage, and basically any other famous person you could have picked, <laughs> because all of them were on stage. But part of that was J.J. Abrams, and therefore I didn't believe I would get this first when I saw that Steven Spielberg came up. I was like, oh no, that means that J.J. Abrams won't come up on stage. But then they just but, turned yeah. up putting everyone up there. Yeah. So, so uh, two times it. two points for you, and therefore our totals are for me twenty points, Zach eighteen, and Marlin twenty-two. So Marlin is the March event twenty nineteen prediction champion. Woohoo! Congratulations, Marlin. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited. Mm. I want to thank Apple. Um, exclusively and, uh, that's the only one that was that's pretty much the only one that was involved in See, this so. I reckon we released this episode within enough time for them to have changed things in the presentation so someone inside of Apple was rooting for you you know JJ Abrams <laughs> he wasn't going to be on stage yeah and then it's like got I gotta get it's a wild card round too Marlon believes mm, in me I want to give her those four points mm. yep yeah I believe that's, that's the it. same reason they moved the musical performance from last <laughs> to like second last <laughs> And that's the reason why they cancelled Air Power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have Kai getting his eight points and demolishing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So they they love Marlin. They slightly dislike Zach, and they just freaking hate me. <laughs> Yo, I heard they were pretty fifty fifty, and they were like, "Uh, oh, I don't want Kai to win." So let's, let's cancel it. Yeah. So should we talk about Air Power? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Air Power. Yeah, you guys want to talk about I, this? I was um. 
I was surprised yesterday to wake up and like, on the Friday. Somewhat, just point that out. Yesterday was uh, on okay, the US Saturday Friday here, but yeah, Friday. Um, yep. I opened Carrot Weather, and there was uh, a this you know, Carrot, oh. weather. Carrot Weather has the little string of text that describes the weather condition, and um, it said something about air power being cancelled. I was like, what, 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 what? air power, what? <laughs> um, so then, of course, open Twitter and. Uh, yeah, find out what happened. But that really came as a bit of a shock, actually. Um, I thought maybe it had been released. Like, it wasn't It wasn't explicitly saying that, like, it was jokingly saying the air power had been cancelled. Yeah, but, but like, it's carrot weather. They could say anything. <laughs> exactly. That's why you don't know. But I was yeah. like, okay, something's happened in the world of air power. Like, <laughs> one way or another, we either have it or we don't. And um, no, yeah, Apple we don't have it. Apple News Plus in Australia, so your fallback and news app <laughs> now is uh, carrot weather plus. Yep, exactly. <laughs> carrot with a plus. And it's cheaper than Apple News. <laughs> Actually, you could use Carrot as a um, as a tech news source, at least. Because there's, there's sometimes some good content in there in the morning. Um, yep. <laughs> one-liners, you know. It's, it's like Twitter, but for weather apps. I don't know how that works exactly. Um, no, but on a more serious note, uh, air power has been cancelled. Yeah, that was... Uh... It was very... Un- uh, it was unexpected. I would think... Maybe it's just not going to be mentioned in a long time, but I didn't think it would be cancelled. I mean, it was partially unexpected. I mean, it was always like, uh, I don't think it will happen. And the then it showed thing, up on yeah. just another box. Like when it showed up on the, mm, the new AirPods. We got the AirPods the same week and it's but yeah, mentioned. So there. I was thinking about this. And I mean, even people who are generally pretty reliable seem to think that air power was still coming. It makes me wonder if it was something that had been cancelled recently. And I know we speculated a little bit last week, but maybe it was meant to be a part of all the releases last week and it was pulled in the last couple of weeks. Because I imagine that if this if this was something they'd known for a few months, that they would have tapped someone on the shoulder and given somebody somewhere a heads up. But it still At seems... At the person that wrote works with air power, man. <laughs> certified chargers on the new AirPod case. Uh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so... I think they were still hoping to ship it. I mean, that's pure speculation. I know no insider information there, but I reckon they were probably still. Yeah, um, I mean, you wouldn't put optimistic. that on your box, right? I feel like boxes that will be created from now onwards will not have this on because it doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. I mean, someone pointed out that I think those boxes had a 2018 copyright message yeah, on them, which yeah. probably implies that the AirPods were meant to ship well in advance of when they did and they were probably holding them for air power as we've spoken about many times and mm-hmm. then that time never came so we need to pull the thing but yeah i don't know i mean so do like, you think that they knew that air power would be pulled the day they announced airpods oh i'd say by that point probably but it's weird right I'm then then it almost yeah it's a weird move that's it, a little bit strange it feels a bit strange um, to to not announce it alongside when you're selling yeah. AirPo- AirPods with a wireless charging case and not announce and that you're not explici- shipping yours. And where it explicitly says that they have it on them. I think then just accept that you printed it wrong. Just accept that it says on there, but just but the, let so, people know yeah. about it before so it's being shipped out. So me the question there is, do you think Apple would have sold a single fewer uh, wireless charging case if they would have announced air power 
being cancelled. Uh, yes, I do think so. But also, we are well within the two-week return window. So, I don't think this is a real issue. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some unbelievable fanboy slash girlism about this air power and people defending the hell out of it. I think that that's ridiculous, but I also don't buy into that theory that um, they did that to boost sales because it's still within the two week. I don't. I don't think it was but, as dodgy as some people. I made mean, out. depends, um, right? If you have them engraved, then you don't have a return window. Window. You can't return them. I don't think you can return so. personalized can items. That could change I think things. So. That's pretty dodgy. Yeah. Because um, this was also the first well. time you could engrave them, right? Yeah, it's like here, take okay. a free engraving. Uh, we don't uh, take them back. So okay, that might, that's if that's the case, then that's pretty dodgy. Let to me, me that uh, combination just makes it strange. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, I would agree then if that's. Uh, but okay. also, so even, even if not, it's like I I got them now with the wireless case. I would have reconsidered if I would have known AirPower wouldn't ship. Um, but it's not enough that I just. I would return them now, but I there would have been a 50-50 that I wouldn't have bought them with wireless case in the first place mm. if I would have known AirPower. So even even within the return window, it's still I mean returning still takes time and effort, and I I I because I would have been fifty fifty now already having them, I'm definitely on the on the side of keeping them, but I would have potentially decided differently if i would have known air power is not coming because now i i won't have a second chi charger that i put somewhere for my uh, uh airpods i mean now that means i will mostly charge them with a wire because i mean air power was kind of the idea that oh my my ideal situation would have been one air power mat for all my three wireless charging apple devices but that but go, so going just... back to that does air power actually solve a problem like you have new airpods how often are they how often do you need to charge them? Like, this it, is a problem that I never felt like needed to be solved for me personally. And it's one of the reasons I was never going to buy air power, even if it came out. So for me, for me, the ideal scenario would have been because whenever I travel, I pack incredibly light. So my ideal situation would have been air power taking a USB-C cable, right? That was, mm-hmm. I think, what was expected. So I bring that super flat air power mat and my uh, MacBook with USB-C charger. And I can charge my MacBook as first, and then overnight I will charge all my three Apple devices on this one thing with the same brick and the same cable that I would use for my uh, MacBook. So I, I thought that would have been a really nice traveling setup to have this one brick, one cable, and then an additional air power, and it would charge all my all my Apple devices. Um, just to follow up, it appears like I can return them because uh, I got mine engraved. And when I go to uh, look at my product on Apple.com, um, there is a return items button. Okay. So that's good. Mm. Yeah. Fair. I'm not going to talk about them because I'm not really sure <laughs> what that triggers, but I'm going to assume you're able to return it. I don't know if that okay. was the case forever or if any... I, I didn't see any controversy. I wasn't really on Twitter at all over the last week or so um so i don't know if if anything changed i i was pretty certain that personalized items couldn't be returned i wouldn't think so but i don't know laser engraving might be slightly different because i don't know how if you potentially could actually remove that yeah either way i don't i don't think it changes a lot i i i'm surprised that it wasn't announced together um i think it would have spoiled the airpods announcement a little bit if um if air power was cancelled on the same day, yeah, but I guess yeah, the other if, um, if you're able to return them, I, I mean, it wouldn't have to be the problem. same day. It could have been the week, the Friday before, before the week of true, yeah, announcement. Yeah, it could have been. 
that might have been a bit more responsible. But I think another potential point in the the side of things where Apple maybe knew AirPower was going to be cancelled is that AirPods. I don't think when AirPods, sorry, when the AirPods case with wireless charging was originally announced, it was announced with Qi. Is that right? Mm. I mean, it wasn't announced with Qi. Uh, I don't recall that. I don't know if they said one way or another, but I don't remember. So, like, maybe some, maybe that was the plan all along and they just didn't think it was an important detail. But it was a pretty important detail when the iPhone went to wireless charging. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe that was something that they uh, worked on in the meantime and was always going to be. I um, always assumed it would be Qi chargeable, but I, I, I could remember that wrong. Oh, okay. That's interesting because I didn't. Um, hmm. But I don't know. Again, different reads on same situation. Hmm. But, but the weird thing yeah. is also like twelve point two shipped a lot of things air power related too. So it definitely hmm. happened relatively recently that Apple said, "All right, we we have to pull the trigger. Like we have to discontinue efforts on air power." And there were reports that production was ramping up as well. And that might that still might be very true. But um, yeah, so it sounds like even quite close to the date, they were still trying to. <laughs> do things you know someone maybe if it was- at some point will write a book about what happened there and i will buy it <laughs> they will. i'm more excited yep. about the book about what happened about air power than product that's itself. the thing <laughs> like this was not supposed to be a very exciting product but i think it's been so many things going on around this product so i think many people are very curious about what happened there it's yeah. not and supposed we should to also be- just say it must be really difficult to have worked on air power for yeah. the last couple of years and have your product canceled because that sucks mm. like i mean we know uh, software developers, we don't like when the work we do doesn't ship. Yeah, but and I especially- imagine it's very much the same for a hardware engineer. Yeah, yeah especially when pretty, it was so bad. public as well. I think if you're working on a prototype mm-hmm. of a product that's not got, that's never been mentioned, it can easily be that you're not gonna that it's not gonna be released. But I think it's not as it's, you're trying some things out and it might not be successful and that's fine. But if it's been publicly. Mm-hmm mentioned it's going to be a different hit I think, and it would have people. been close enough that most people that worked on it believed that they would be able to yeah. ship it at least mm-hmm. at some point yeah. right yeah because yep. it sounds like if it actually went into production it sounds like maybe they could just not get yields like maybe maybe yeah. it was just one percent of them would fail or would yeah would like maybe that's that's true fire, who knows but uh, yeah. but that's the thing you uh, can't risk safety with a product like exactly this. no but maybe that's i think that might be true it might just be it wasn't going past the secure the safety standards that they wanted to set up so they had to can it and, yeah. and if so props to them for for making yeah. that call yeah because if 90 even if 99 percent of them will will never have any issues ever but there's no way of figuring out which ones out of one percent. Then you just in a, and that yeah. that is the most frustrating possible situation, right? You you make a product that where if you if you sell like a hundred of them, ninety nine of them will work perfectly mm-hmm. throughout the entire lifetime, but one doesn't. But if you can't figure out which one is the one until yeah. it's in customers' hands, you can't ship it. And that would be super frustrating. Yet this, the right move not to ship that yeah. product. Yeah. And I mean, the negative press around pulling a product, yes, it doesn't happen often. Yes, it's, it's extremely rare for Apple to um, to cancel the pro- or to not release a product that it's announced. I can't recall that ever happening. Uh, the negative press that's happened in the last couple of days is nothing compared to the negative press if a few of these started catching fire or yep. started yep. overheating and people got worried about them catching fire. Or, yep. you know, if you were just a little bit careless, they would catch... Like, just none of that is worth it. They're talking about 
people's safety. Yeah, yeah. Burning your customers' houses down is not good press. <laughs> no, but also just having that basic respect to not ship something that could potentially be harmful mm. to your customers is yeah. pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed because I wanted to see it ship, even though I probably wouldn't have been a customer. I thought it was a really cool product and a very ambitious goal. But it is what it is. Mm. And But it's also yeah. interesting that... They haven't. They decided to not make a simplified version of it either. Um, I wonder if that was something yes. they did intentionally mm. because uh, I wonder if the reason why they would have. I feel like they could have done a simpler version, but they were too far into whatever people expect air power to be. So if they want to pull whatever air, what air power is, they need to completely pull it rather than re rather than change it. I'd be pretty surprised if September rolls around and they don't have a single device charging mat. Um, yeah. But I also like think, an yeah, that's the thing. One. They need to brand it differently. And also, it wasn't <laughs> like yep. they could, if they plan to re- release it now, they couldn't just change gears over a day and then just start developing this new thing. Yep. They really thought they would make it, and I <laughs> assume. And I think stopping here and changing gears wouldn't have been possible within the time frame they want to release it. So it's probably better to rebrand it and maybe release something else. But hopefully yeah. they And you can't call something. it air power either. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. You, they burned that name. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a bit sad. unfortunate. Like, I really wanted these products. And I think what you're touching on, uh, Zach, is that it's really unfortunate for the people who were involved in this product because I think mm-hmm. it would be such a frustrating situation to be in. And they also can't say what happened. Like, it's not yeah. like they can be like, just so you guys know, we were really close or... Like it's it's just it's so silent and it's so hidden, so it would be very frustrating to be on those teams. But hopefully, I mean, they learned something from this, and hopefully, that will make them able to release something else. Um, and the mature thing to do is to not release something that's dangerous. So I mean, we don't know if it was dangerous. If it but was, for some reason, it didn't it didn't do mm. only what. But it that's was the thing. I would to. love to hear what the reason was. And like you said, Kai, if someone wants to write a book about this, I would also read that. You're right. You already have three customers. Yeah. Um, speaking of air power, uh, we got our AirPods. Mm. Do you like it? Okay. Wait, had you? Did you not have the AirPods when we last recorded? No, no I've we lost ordered. track no. of time. <laughs> we or- okay. we, we right. had just ordered them, but we received them Wednesday okay. this okay. week, earlier yeah. this week. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. I'm so happy to have AirPods again. Uh, I can listen to things uh, without a wire. <laughs> it's good. Um, I actually feel like they are turning on quicker and syncing up quicker as well. So much quicker. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. And I mean, I don't know how much of this is redundant because both of us didn't spend any time really on the internet. No, this is more like week. the hot take uh, initial impressions. Uh, click here if you want to read more. I, I've been too busy for Twitter mostly most days this week, so I'd be more than happy to hear these impressions, right. even <laughs> if they've been said before. Uh, did you have anything else to say, Kat? <laughs> so, um, I don't know how much of that is re- um, uh, related to my AirPods, my old AirPods just being like two years old. But um, I over over the last few months, I had more and more issues with putting my AirPods into my ears, waiting, not hearing anything, taking them out, putting them back in, then hearing the dong or the the the, the sound that indicates the that they are now active. Um, with the new AirPods, I put them in my ears and I hear the sound almost immediately. So that is that is already a huge improvement of just making them not 
incredibly getting out of your way, right? That's the entire point of them. They're they're wireless. They're really small case. You put them you put them in your ears. You start listening to whatever podcast you currently listen to, and and they they get back to the point, if not even better than what I uh, remembered them the previous model to be one on day one. So I don't know if that's just because my old ones get old or just because uh, the new ones are actually faster, but it's it's definitely in, uh, very seamless now. Uh, second big improvement is, um, I don't know if that was, again, because I had the first generation ones, but that what happened from day one when you put the um, AirPods in your ear and they turn on, you would have a... I don't know, like a bass... Like a white noise. Yeah, like a very, very minor white noise in the background, like a background uh, white no noise kind of thing. I don't know, do you have that on yours, Zach? No. I mean, like sometimes if they're connected, oh, like sometimes yeah. the connected and playing state can be a little bit different. Like there's... But that's most headphones, isn't it? And I think that's an output from the device. So... I don't know if that's an AirPods thing. Whatever happened, that is gone. So I do n no longer hear the difference between nothing playing, silence playing, uh, them or them being off. All those three or four states okay. all sound the same. So there's to, to clarify that that in between state was that a temporary thing, or would, if you had them in your ears for an hour without anything playing, would you hear it for that? No, time? at they some would, point, if they... you have them in your ears, they would just you would hear the background noise disappearing. Yeah, yeah, because okay. they would right. turn off or put it, yeah. in, get it yeah. into standby mode. Okay. It's yeah. Just yeah, I always thought that was a, initial... an output thing from the from like the the phone or whatever was connected. Maybe it but maybe is, not. but maybe now yeah, they could be canceling it out with yeah. H one or whatever. They might figure out a way of of recognizing when there's actually an output. That yeah, because yeah, it's audible. not just an AirPods thing. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, even wired headphones for years. I've had that experience. I haven't it's... had that on wired headphones, but I definitely oh, had that on no, other definitely. Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. But whatever, okay. whatever, whatever was done to to fix that issue, it is gone, and I really enjoy that. Um, the Hey Assistant uh, command is surprisingly useful. I didn't think I would actually use that, but I I, I really enjoy that. It works incredibly reliably. It's probably the most reliable Hey Hey device um, I have now. Oh, really? Yeah, just because all the other ones kind of have one issue or another. So one is the HomePod is in a fixed position. Mm -hmm. That is not my ear. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're also over-ear headphone rumors, so I can imagine what that would look like. Um, like the HomePod. <laughs> um, but that's just an issue because the microphones are incredible on that device. But sometimes I just happen to not be in the same room as the HomePod. And uh, when I say, hey, Siri, that device always picks it up oh, you over were my doing phone. so well. I know, I know. But now, even now, the HomePod picked it up. My phone that's right next to me didn't. So my phone... Is Isn't that because you're home? The exactly. But as yeah. soon as I'm home, and even if I'm in a different room, um, and my phone is right next to me, the HomePod will pick it up. And so what I'm if e you would be at home, standing next to the HomePod, wearing headphones and would say it? Would the headphones pick it up? So so far, it seems like the headphones are I think are that makes sense, because that's what you're wearing, right? That's what you hear the most. Yeah. yeah. So, so far at home, I haven't had any problems. Um, but that was just a, the inherent pro problem with the HomePod. The HomePod is in a fixed position in your house. 
but you tend to not be in a fixed position within your house. I might be in a different in a, in a different room or on the other end. And I I say something. I expect my phone to pick it up. My phone doesn't pick it up because the HomePod thinks it has a better understanding of what I said. And then it will say something very quietly that I can't hear because I'm very far away. Um, or even worse, the HomePod is saying, I can't help you with that. Do it on your phone. I'm like, yeah, that's what I freaking tried. But he wouldn't let me. So um, for all home usage uh, on my phone, I, I, I just got used to having to push the button. I mean, again, very, very first world problems. But just from a how do I use Siri, that's that's just the the reality. My I. That I was in, and then my watch uh, sometimes had the same issue. When I'm the not watch is just you, you need to. It has that sensitivity. It needs to detect if you're actually turning your wrists. So that's a bit harder too. Yeah, but also, I mean, that means when I use the the the, the phrase to to trigger it, sometimes the HomePod would pick it up instead of the watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all of that is while wearing i mean obviously all those issues are still existing when i'm not wearing the mm -hmm. new uh, airpods um but when i'm wearing them that is just incredibly hmm. seamless and i mean awesome. I, I even i didn't think i would use it in public but i did use it in public and it's actually not too bad huh. um because it it works uh, that reliably and um so that was I mean, most other things Apple announced I, um, that it would be uh, faster to switch and, and turn on quicker and those kind of things. So I kind of expected that uh, when the Hey Siri announcement, I just didn't expect to actually use. But turns out it's it's really convenient to have something that is uh, you're already wearing anyway to to listen to you and then uh, actually understanding what you're what you're asking. Um, and then the last thing is it appears like um, I mean I I didn't try that myself but i talked to people first on the uh first generation home uh AirPods oh, yeah. Yeah. and then on the second generation and apparently the second generation the microphone was way better especially huh. when it was wind windy. that's awesome i haven't actually tried that out so that's yeah, really did. good to hear it was a problem i used to have i did an a b test with a family member and they could very reliably say hmm. that one was significantly better than the other huh. so i don't know what what changed there i don't know if it's the microphone being better or the Switching between the different ones when there's wind hitting one or, mm. one or the other working better, but whatever it is, apparently it sounds a lot better when when in non-ideal uh, uh, environments. So that is good because when you talk to people on the phone, it's quite nice if they understand what you're saying. Mm. So That's overall, really good to hear. Um, yeah, overall, <laughs> That's I'm, really I'm, good to hear, hey. <laughs> Um, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I'm 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 very, very excited for for this upgrade, um, and I think it is a lot more significant than I than I expected. For me, it I thought it would mostly be a uh, a way of replacing the battery of the three parts because all of them started to significantly lose battery life. But it was actually a very significant uh, improvement in overall of a product. Cool. So I'm very you, happy with that. Have you also charged them? Uh, you had the wireless charging case, right? Yeah, I charged because them. Because you do have another wireless charger that's not air power. Yeah. Do you like it? Um, yeah, I, I I put them on a G charger for a couple of hours and then they were full. So seems to seems to work as advertised. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Overall, uh, are you convinced, Nansak? Do you do you want a pair? I do want a pair. Um, 
I might hold out a little bit longer. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> but I am glad to hear that they're good and mm. they're pretty cool. Uh, I've heard different things about the speed of the wireless charging, and some people have said it's probably not uh, up to what they were expecting. But, I mean, it sounds like the type of thing that you could put on before you went to sleep put on charge before you went to sleep and it would be charged in the morning. So it's not too terrible. I think mine were at about 50% when I put them on a charger and about two hours later they were full. Um, really? Or at least That's not two, two hours later they were full. I don't know if they were already full for an hour. Oh, good point. Um, but uh, by the time I picked them up two hours later they were definitely fully charged. Hmm. So Okay, that's um, reasonable. Yeah, it's definitely nothing um, that I would worry about too much um cool. i mean if you if you super urgently need to fill them up it's probably better to yeah just them hold in. them against your phone and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah of course i mean you're yeah. not using wireless charging for its speed but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i i will probably use it every now and then but uh hmm. yeah it doesn't seem to be to be unusably slow Cool. Cool. I'm so excited for wireless charging, getting a new phone and <laughs> AirPods maybe. And yeah. Mm. All right. I think it's... Um... Zach, you happy with that? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. All right. So that was an interesting episode. Mm. Um, so much to talk about. I still, we I still feel like... had some insightful comments about the, the event. Yeah, I, I also still have a lot. And I'm really excited that now to finally catch up on, on a lot of what happened because I watched the event, but then I didn't... We had we had people over and things were happening, so I didn't really have time to, to try to find additional information. So I'm I'm quite excited to, to dive into that and see what yeah, else yeah. might have been coming out about mm. some of those services. Yeah, also here... Um I'm looking forward to hearing more about the services in the future and how to we'll potentially bundle them and also the arcade thing. I think that's very interesting. Mm. Hmm. But overall, okay. yep, there's going to be plenty to talk about. Okay, cool. Um, then I'll probably talk to you guys pretty much about this. No, not about the same thing. <laughs> I think we'll have a lot of things to follow up next week because I think those are all very interesting parts that were announced and everything is very... It's not scattered in a negative way, but there are a lot of broader things that have been announced and a lot of new things that we just want to see how they pan out. So it will be very interesting to chat more about these. So I'll talk to you guys later. Exciting times. See you in a week. Mm.